Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Second half of the baseball season is underway. The trade deadline is right around the corner, and BetOnline is the place to stop for all of the baseball action the remainder of July. Head to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up. Use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. Bet online, where the game starts. How are you? I am doing very, very well. I am a little sleepy because two days of work back to back equals like like 10 hours in the last 18 hours, but still good. Wow. That doesn't even mess, but congrats, I guess. I have worked 10 hours in the last 18 hours. I've worked 10 hours in the last 20 hours, something like that. Wow. Something You're a like big that. boy. You're a big boy now, Kyle. <laughs> yes, I'm a big boy. I'm Welcome a big boy, world. adult. I have a two in front of my age now. Wow, huge! Yes, look at me. Huge. No longer only half your age. Now it's fifty-six percent oh, of your age. Shut up! Shut up! Oh. How's life treating you in the in the dead <laughs> of winter? It's cold. Well, it's like it's me cold so it's not that cold but whatever um weren't you sitting in your garage at like 4 a.m last time though like that's that does seem pretty cold yeah but today i'm inside on the couch under a blanket smart it's well it's me cold so it's 50 degrees <sighs> that's cold that's that's cold i will give you that yeah um but yeah last you know trudging along i have i'm still in the employment application process for the one job that i want um which is great and going forever but i have a medical assessment today so i guess that's positive Ooh, nice steps they they probably wouldn't send you for that if they weren't going to employ yeah you're right i think you're right Yep. Pick well, up. that's what everyone's that's what everyone's telling me. So I'm feeling positive vibes. That's good. I'm glad you're feeling positive vibes. Yeah. You can come here and just tell jokes instead of crying <laughs> into a microphone. Don't I always come here and tell jokes? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there was that one time you just basically just told your life story on the air <laughs> without. <laughs> Whoops. Oh. <laughs> I did advise my mother this week that if she talked about her funeral one more time, I was putting her in a green co- coffin. So, um, <laughs> is this, so green is a threat. Is green yeah, the most green, threatening yeah. of colors? She hates green. Okay, she, I mean, keeps that talking, makes... she keeps talking to me about her funeral, which is really fucking a drainer. So, I'm like, if you tell me one more time, I'm putting you in a green coffin. <laughs> Uh, green I think I feel like yellow is more threatening but obviously this is personal to your mother yeah it's personal and she's so then she's like saying to my auntie she's like don't let her do that to me 
And my auntie's like pissing herself laughing, thinking it's great. I was like, I'll put you in a green one too if you're not careful. Because they all hate green for some reason. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get looking at green coffins. Good for you. I'm glad that you're spending your afternoon, or I guess it's like six in the morning where you are. You no, are, it's but... not. It's afternoon. It's afternoon? It's... What? Oh, no, it's not. It's 10 a.m. Okay, I was about to say, I, I we've been doing these podcasts long enough where I feel like I've kind of got the time frame down on, on Australia. It's like seven hours, but it's seven hours backwards, but it's the next day, I think. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, so like 17 hours. Yeah, but it's easier to just go backwards and then say, it's it's backwards this time, but it's also the next day. It's, it's, it's much easier for me. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I have a question for you that I've been sitting on for a while, but the news of right. the week makes it uh more makes it more prevalent. Um, okay, what is so, what are you going to ask me? So I one of the original po- I think it was like around the time of the Olympics last year we declared that we were indeed a pro Liz Cambridge podcast. Are we still a pro <laughs> Liz Cambridge podcast? We are not. <laughs> I was about to say, I because there have been, I mean, the one that this week is that Liz Cambridge basically got out of her contract with the LA Sparks, but there was a, there was a messed up story a few weeks ago, or yes. I guess maybe a couple months ago now, but yeah. I wanted so, to circle back so, to that. All right. So we'll go back to, the, we originated as being a Liz Cambridge, a pro Liz Cambridge podcast because Liz Cambridge and Andrew Bogut hate each other and i hate andrew Bogut too so therefore you know the better of two lesser of two evils turns out not really the lesser of two evils both pretty fucking evil so liz cambridge didn't play at the olympics in japan um did not represent australia um despite um representing australia in the lead-up tournament um because she racially vilified the Nigerian basketball team and got into both verbal and physical altercations. And she wasn't outed by um, the Australian Basketball League or, like, the people who run um, Basketball Australia. They didn't Mm -hmm. um, ever divulge the full details of what happened. And so Liz had um, a couple of times throughout her career spoken about having mental health issues. So she was able to to use that as a reason why she wasn't going to be competing or representing us. But at the same time, she also wasn't allowed to represent us because she's a racist and we put our foot down, And which is funny because she's accused um, the Australian Olympic Committee of being racist against her previously um, mm-hmm. and, like, and whitewashing um the uh, athletes by using only tanned athletes and not a diverse range of Australians in their marketing and that sort of thing. Anyway, so yeah, Liz used racial slurs against Nigerian basketballers and it was really covered up for her. Like she was protected even at the time of her being a real piece of shit. They didn't out her. And say what yeah, it was wrong. it was like a compromise. It was like you're not going to represent us, but we won't like publicly out you for being like not. To, I mean, like covertly racist. Like the things she was talking about is like yeah, this the um the underlying subliminal racism of like we're going to um, we're going to market 
people with more fairer skin. And then she got hit with the, no, just straight racism, just straight calling the uh, Nigerian basketball team racial slurs caught on video, but also, like you said, covered up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was all of that. And so then Liz got to escape where she was in Las Vegas and got to go to the Sparks and then like I saw people and friends of mine who were like going to watch her in LA and I was like why are you supporting this racist and these are these are uh, uh, people of color going to support Liz Cambridge and I was like do you not know and they did not know and I was like oh well here you go have a read of this. And then it was all like, oh, well, this is a bit uncomfy. And now Liz is trying to get out of, or is out of her contract with the Sparks. Um, like I, I just believe like her position's untenable in any league anywhere at the moment. Like the white Australian girls don't want to play with her. Who would want to play with her? <laughs> well, it seems like no Australian girls want to play with her at this point, which complicates the situation <laughs> but also this message I, so i don't actually know and i don't know if you do what was the reasoning behind liz cambridge getting uh bought out of the sparks i just know it happened but i don't know oh i'm no, here I, let's see I, i'm not sure i well i believe that there once it came out publicly as i'm sure that it was known amongst basketball circles what she'd done and what she'd said and who she'd said it to but once it came out, like, she couldn't be playing with these people. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like 25 games played. Uh, she hasn't yeah, been there for this season. That's a lot of games. That seems to be a lot of games. Yeah. Okay. So race. Okay. So we got that first time. She was, wait, she could help the Sparks if she's focused and committed, but they expressed concerns that she's known to be a player others don't like to play with, uh, took her on. Uh, it looks like just generally, I, I was looking for more specific examples, but it looks like jersey number choice, film session issues, on-court gripes. Uh, it looks like there's other stuff in here, but I haven't read the story deep enough to figure it out. Uh an AAU team would not want to play at their pla- practice facility, but there was a uh, a weird moment of the jersey number. Okay, yeah, there's some weird stuff, it looks like. You're muted. Oh, did I do that? I'm, I'm an actual idiot. I was reading. Um, so... Um, there was, yay. I like that. We're both doing reading at the same (laughs) researching on the fly. It's a great, it's a great way to go about this. Um, all right. So they were on the, uh, Cambridge's messy exit was sealed after the sparks were on the wrong side of an 84, 66 scoreline against Las Vegas Aces. Cambridge was bitterly complaining throughout the game due to her teammates not giving her the ball enough. Complaints she'd reportedly made throughout the season. Her teammates then made a concerted effort to give her the ball and almost every opportunity, no matter what play was being run. (laughs) 
After the match, she made a hasty exit out of the locker room. But before she walked out, the former Opal star reportedly said, I can't do this anymore. Best of luck to you guys. Yep. And contract gets bought out, which it's hard to do that when you don't have leverage. But yeah, Liz Cambridge got her contract bought out. So just to, just to clarify, we are we are not a pro Liz Cambridge podcast anymore. That is that absolutely is not. Absolutely yeah. not. Good to know. Good to know that we to to, to clarify that as wait, Liz Cambridge is from London. Huh? Didn't know that. Not a Liz Cambridge podcast anymore. Clarified. Checked. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. Anything so, else? Oh. I, I just don't know where she's going to go now. Uh, I mean, According isn't her... Sports, there are currently no interested WNBA teams, sources <laughs> say. <laughs> no interested. But isn't this like a whole problem with the WNBA is that you don't have leverage because like first round picks get cut in the WNBA? Like there's just not enough teams to match the number of play of talented players there are. And so therefore, like uh, Liz, unless Liz Cambridge is like still an all star, which I don't I don't think she is, then you're just kind of left in the purgatory of well it's pretty easy to replace you which is why i was surprised because liz cambridge doesn't really have leverage to be like i want to force my way to another team it's like i don't i don't think there are that many teams left but i don't think she even had a team lined up she just wanted to force her way out but now she's like she's about to fuck around and find out there there ain't anyone that wants to play with her oh i guess you could go back to china she played in china before China's got a whole bunch of lockdowns right now, so I don't know what the the rules are on that. But yeah, maybe I, they could send her to Russia. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not doing that. But we could try why? like general Eastern why? Europe. Why? why? Why can't we have like a prisoner swap? No, I don't want to do that to Liz Cambridge. I mean, isn't that what's going to happen now? Is we're going to do a prisoner swap? Uh, well, not we. You're not America, but yeah, it was reported today. America's going to do the prisoner swap thing. Which so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but this is there's this whole psyche that Americans have, uh, and it's kind of just like propaganda soaked from like the 1960s and 70s and 80s, where it's like, like, I guess Cold War propaganda, but it's like you don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm like, no, you should absolutely negotiate with terrorists. Like, it'll work Why? out better you for fund everyone. Them, you idiots. You <laughs> yeah, fund I'm them like, and you give them weapons, and then you wonder why they attack you because you it, funded it, them and given them weapons. In America, it's this whole like Cold War bravado. Like it was the idea of like we are so much better than the Russians, and therefore we won't negotiate with anyone who's not a pure capitalistic, traditional values person. Like it's it's a lot of like propaganda that's carried over across thirty or forty years. You pat yourselves on the back while you leave one of your innocent Americans rotting in a Russian jail. (laughs) Yes, that's that propaganda. We're standing on principle. Because we're standing on the principle of we will not negotiate with the terrorists. <laughs> yeah, what if you are the terrorists? Yeah, isn't that a wonderful idea? Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a wonderful possibility of the United States who's installed over a hundred different governments in their history? <laughs> Wouldn't that be surprising if you're the terrorists? Yeah, that's like every time I think about like saying making a statement like that, I'm like, but what if we are the bad guys? Yeah. I to mean, someone, yeah. to someone, we're all the bad guys. Yeah, of course. I think the the reason that 
it got the Brittany Griner release got leaked out today is because uh, Russia, I guess, is not receptive to it because I guess this had been offered weeks ago and they kind of just like, yeah, it's not really important to us right now. But hmm. we offered them a, a guns dealer. I think arms is what they called it, but I assume that's uh, specifically guns. Oh, you offered them a prisoner swap who is the guy who's an arms dealer. Yeah, we I so we offered an arms dealer for Brittany Griner and this other person who traveled to Russia and was accused of being a spy and got wrongfully have, have, put in jail. Have you put it in have you put it in the trade machine to see if it works or see everyone okay, everyone in sports radio has been making these jokes like all day. Every every douchey sports radio thing I've been listening to has been making these jokes. Um, I, I think I was listening to like Jim Rome before just because it was the, the thing that was coming on. And I was like, ah, that is uh, everyone's making the, all, all the group chats, all the Twitter. I, just, like, I was like, that's just more of a joke that I have of like people doing like using that thing as a tool and being like, oh, look, hang on. I've got it. The trade work. Like, fuck off. Oh, no, I do that. See, this is like uh, this is like my guilty pleasure of sorts is like, I know it's stupid. I know it's ridiculous, but I just love a good trade machine. I love a pro sports transactions. Where are the future picks for what team and who has what control? It's it's a guilty right. pleasure for me is putting together <laughs> fake Donovan Mitchell trades. <laughs> Transition. How do you make it work with KD to sell it? Katie, oh, that's the easiest one ever. Katie to the Celtics is the easiest one ever. The Celtics would actually save money doing that. The Celtics would save money by getting Kevin Durant. It's so Why? easy. Why? They get rid of Brown and they get rid of who else? Derek White. Uh, Marcus Smart and. No. Okay, if Marcus Smart is a deal breaker, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, it's about heart and soul. It's. <laughs> okay so so just your franchise it's about having something that means something like the fabric of your being <sighs> okay so in, in, smart is. <laughs> in fairness to to marcus smart so marcus smart and jalen brown the alternative is al horford but i don't think brooklyn wants al horford so like what do you mean renaissance man <laughs> <laughs> you know so jalen brown and marcus smart and a horford's a fox take her <laughs> Al, okay, so Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, that's $45 million. Let's say we also put in... Uh, Anna Horford? <laughs> no, we're not adding Horford. Let's also add Derek White. Let's let's put add Derek Anna White Horford. Add Anna Horford, our sister, because <laughs> she, she is a valuable asset on Twitter. <laughs> okay, so let's add Al Horford into the trade. And Adam uh, Okay, there comes a package deal. So that's yeah. approximately $89 million of Celtics contracts. Now we can get rid of heart and soul, Derek Marcus Smart. Now we can, no. we can. So you want to trade Marcus Smart or keep no, Marcus I want to keep him. Keep Marcus okay. Smart. Yeah, no, we can keep Marcus Smart. So that's sitting we at. We need to keep Smart because that, that's the only name that people from Boston can say. Smart. <laughs> they can't say white. <laughs> they no, know white. They, they, yeah, but they don't like him. Smart, smarty. How can Boston not like white? How can Boston (laughs) not like white? Is it is it like the Bill Belichick trick where he has white running backs and also the running back named White? Yeah, still no good. Still no. Okay, so basically they would have to get rid of now sixteen million dollars more. Now easiest way to do that, let's put in your bestie Patty Mills. Okay, now Patty Mills is going back to Boston. Yay, Patty Mills. 
is, is now yeah. in Boston. So now we got to get rid of $10 million more. Do you want Joe yeah, Harris? Yeah, I was going to say that. That's not that many. <laughs> yeah. But the problem yeah. is Brooklyn doesn't have that many players. So it's like, do you want Joe Harris? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that, that'll that make it work. Yeah, I but mean, like, like if we're getting something, whatever. We're, not, we're just not giving away Marcus Smart. Okay, so if, if it's Brown like, if and you Horford... Stand for something, and... You stand for nothing, and we have to keep something. <laughs> and, and I think that Marcus Smart needs to be the line because <laughs> he means something to the fabric of, of, of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Shut the yes. fuck up. I know it's stupid. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but like they they stood up for him and got him a defensive player of the year, exactly even though he's right. like the... like he means something to them. And I yeah, think that, and I think that trading him would be detrimental to to the culture of the Celtics. He, he means so much that they got him a four year contract and defensive player of the year, even though he's like the fourth best defensive player on the Celtics. Yeah, okay, and we're still not getting rid of like the third, the second. Oh, yes, we are. Oopsies. <laughs> okay, you're getting so in this in this scenario, you're getting rid of Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and Derek White, and draft picks. That's fine, draft picks and whatever. Meh. So there you go. Then now you now you have Kevin Durant and Joe Harris. Congratulations, and Patty Mills, and Patty Mills. I'm sorry, yes, and you got Patty Mills. Yeah. Oh, you well, might have to give up. You might have to give up White Pritchard for that trade to work. Yeah, Just... I don't care. Buy White Pritchard. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Bye. Get rid of, get rid of Pritchard to make that work because you're getting two yeah. shooters. Uh-huh. I, I I think the people of Boston would be more angry about losing him than anything because he's so what. <laughs> yeah. So he's so yeah, so fake trades are my guilty pleasure a little bit, even though Frades. it's it's very silly. Frades yeah. are my guilty pleasure. Okay, and assembling well, my guilty pleasure is getting. Patty Mills, where I want it. <laughs> Getting Patty Mills on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah. That's your guilty yeah, pleasure. Yeah. I, I, know, I know that he only wants to wear like black and white and silver or whatever, but sorry, bro. It's time to put on some, don the green and white. Get your ass to Boston, Patty. <laughs> you could just make that happen, anyways. Like, you don't have to. Patty Mills would be right for Boston because it's like he's international guy. You know, shooter, mm-hmm. he'd be the perfect Boston piece. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like them because we, we sound like people from Boston. Like we say smart, like they say smart. A little bit, yeah. Patty Mills would be fine in Boston. Patty Mills would be fine anywhere. He's just the nicest person in the world. <laughs> yes. we, we're, you know what? We're never going to have to shift our position from being a pro Patty Mills Joe Ingalls podcast. We'll never have to shift our position. Like Liz Cambage. You know what? We took a bullet there, but we won't have to shift this position. I promise. I mean, we were a pro Al Horford having sex with your partner podcast. So I, we just traded him to Brooklyn. We just sent yeah, his those, ass out those, to Brooklyn. Those, those are eyes are dreamy. <laughs> yeah, dreamy. but we just traded Al Horford. Yeah, that's tra- right. Yeah, but we traded him for KD. Like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't be ridiculous marcus smart like, we I'm would sorry, rather stick this, this is the first time that i've actually said like what we traded him for like yeah okay we traded him for kd we didn't trade him for we didn't just trade him for joe harris okay yeah this is this is the time of the trade cycle where i like to get to, I, I called it like now it's time to to make the venn diagram a little bit larger it's like 
Katie, we're gonna we're gonna ask around and see who who has a package good enough for you. Uh, it's the same thing with Utah right now. They're like, okay, the Knicks. We know what they have. We know what the Pelicans have. Let's go to all the stupid teams and see if they want to give up a bunch for Donovan Mitchell. That's the stage Utah's at now. Is like, let's just go to all of the dumb teams and see how much they'll give up. Yeah, if you start shooting, it's bad enough having to listen to you like trying to trade Donovan Mitchell to Sacramento. Like, shut up. Me? (laughs) I I did that for like one minute and laughing at like, oh, you can get De'Aaron Fox or whatever. Like, it's not going to make you any better. I was was listening. I I was having a shower. I was listening. I was like, Sacramento, shut up, Kyle. Did you not see the report from Shams? He's like, the teams that are are now like engaged in Donovan Mitchell are like the Hornets and the Hawks and the Wizards and the Kings. I'm like, oh, so he called all the stupid teams and and wanted to see if they'd give up a bunch for him. (laughs) Yeah, See if they were going to fuck around and find out. (laughs) Danny Age. Exactly what. Danny Age has a list. Danny Age has a list. He's like, you know what? Let's let's play ball. And he's pushed like one chip into the middle. He's like, (laughs) I want to see how many I can get back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is. He's going to Washington. Like, let's see if I can get eight first round picks from Washington. Yeah. Let's see if Washington wants an exact copy of Bradley Beal. Uh huh. He's turned on the fish finder and he's just like chum in the waters. Like, come and get him, you dummies. See, that's how I know it was leaked out by Utah, though, is I'm like, oh, they just called all of the stupid teams to see if they would give up more than the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell, which is weird. You know how hard it is to out stupid the Knicks? And the magic on the list? I don't think the magic were on the list, but the magic are obvious. Like the, the magic are like obvious teardown teams. So I, I think it makes sense that they, they wouldn't be on the list. <laughs> I love these called the dumb teams. I think long range Danny Ainge is funny. I think there should yeah. be more laughter with Danny Ainge. Like, okay. So according to. Got, he's, he's clearly got Pat like. Oh, like real triggered <laughs> for some reason past Riley is real mad at long range Danny A and because of that he's not going to get Donovan Mitchell which is really funny sources tell the athletic that the heat wizards raptors hornets hawks and kings have registered some level of interest which yeah one of these teams is not like the others <laughs> and, and the one team that's not like the others is not going to get him because Danny Ainge is a spiteful bitch. <laughs> they're, Tor- in fairness, Toronto is in there, but I think Toronto's calling and they're like, um, <laughs> would you like Van Fleet? Would you like <laughs> Would you like OG Ananobi and two first round picks? Isn't he, he go OG Ananobi? I thought he went somewhere else. I, OG Ananobi's still there because I see him coming up in like every trade candidate. That's because uh, you said that they were, they were just. 10 OG Ananobis. <laughs> no, I said there were 10 precious Achuas. Oh, poor precious. Yeah, no, the Raptors. I, OG Ananobi is one of those precious Achuas, by the way. <laughs> I think he's making a lot of money, but still, like, OG Ananobi is one of those precious Achuas. It's just the whole team is just Siakam and, and 10 yeah, precious Siakam. Achuas. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was that one was funny. They're like, we're not going to include Scotty Barnes in a trade. I'm like, so you're going to include Siakam? No. I'm like, well, <laughs> what? You're going to give up Van Fleet and walk away with Durant? <laughs> like the the, ter- the trade. Oh no, the first the first tweet I see I saw was like, the Boston Celtics are engaged in talks with Brooklyn as well after Durant, and it's just like Jason Tatum is untouchable. And I was like, okay, this means one thing. Everyone else is going. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's that's how that one worked. Unless you're just Phoenix, who's just like, I don't know, we'll just do Michael Bridges (laughs) and all of our draft picks. Yeah. So, all right. As long as we keep Marcus Smart. (laughs) What if you trade Marcus Smart for Donovan Mitchell? No. No, what if they 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 do completely opposite things? No, I know that's the point. That's the point. But no, we didn't lose because we didn't. No, 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 no. Why you already got a defensive player of the year? It's Robert Williams. That's <laughs> fine. You need shooting and scoring. And we, Jason no, Tatum to not be terrible. So. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> You can trade heart and soul, package the trade, and Kyrie and Durant can come together to Boston. No, he walked across lucky. He's not allowed to come back. We can't trade for him. Maybe we can't get Kevin either because he's friends with the guy who walked across lucky. And who but, said that he'd but never if you could trade, us and he left us. But if you could trade 20 points on 18 shots, Jalen Brown, you'd do it. If you could get rid of 20 points taking 18 shots for Kevin Durant, you'd make the move in a heartbeat. Let's not be so disrespectful. He was the only one who turned up towards the end of the playoffs. Bullshit. Bullshit that. I'm I'm so sick of everyone being like, Jalen Brown would have won finals MVP if the Celtics no, had won a series. I didn't say that. I never said that. But he was no, I know you turned didn't. up in the last two games. I know, I know. I'm just uh, J- Jalen Brown. Remember that joke they used to make about the uh, what was it, Lendale White? Yeah. When he's like the six. If he needs s- two yards, he'll give you four. If he needs six yards, he'll give you four. Jalen Brown yeah. is. You if need-, you need twelve points in the first quarter, you'll give you fourteen. If you need twelve points in the game, he'll give you fourteen. Uh, if you like- need if you need twenty five points in the yeah. game, he'll give you sixteen. Shoot three of ten from three. Yeah. But most of them are in the first two minutes of the game. Yes. Yep, he's okay. just going to get his the shots guy, up. And... The guy starts well, and then that's it. Game but that's it. when Tatum's supposed to go berserk, and Tatum was just tired and injured at the end of the playoffs, which stinks like, for Boston. Yeah, he only played 8,000 games in the last two years. Yeah, I know. Everyone was trying to overanalyze that at the end. It's like Jason Tatum choked. I'm like, Jason Tatum had a shoulder injury for three weeks and was just piss poor tired. Like, totally. Jason Tatum you know? is tired. Do you know how hard he has to work for every one of those shots, man? Like, every <laughs> one of those shots it. just you takes so box. much energy. Exactly right. This is not like looking at a box score and going, oh, he's this many from this many. Dude, if you knew how hard he worked to make those shots, like, the dude doesn't get an easy bucket from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why, that's why people were saying... Wiggins deserved like second finals MVP because it's like what did Wiggins do just rebound and defend that was it if he gets a dunk he gets a dunk but it's just 20 rebounds and guard Jason Tatum just spend so much energy like if there is like I, I think in life I'm a bit 
stupid like that. Like I'll find the wrong way to do something, the hard way to do something, the way to make everything look more difficult. That's how Jason Tatum plays basketball. And it must be tiring. I don't know if he's like, I want to make this more difficult. I think he's like, this is the best way to do it. <laughs> why would I take, why would I shoot a top of the top of the key jump shot when I can just post this guy up for 15 seconds and just bang bodies with him for five quarters? Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it, it's not the most efficient game. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's just. But it is fun to watch. It's fun to watch. That's what Kobe would want. (laughs) Kobe would want him to post up Andrew Wiggins for five, for 50 minutes a game and just just wear your entire body out. Your shoulders absolutely toast. It's okay. Just because you're carrying the city of Boston on them. No, because you just keep like dropping your shoulder into these 6'10", 300-pound defenders and thinking they're going to move, and then you fade away anyways on the shot. And then you you step back. You just like ram your shoulder into a defender and then just do a fadeaway two-pointer anyways. It's like, don't just... But uh, but it is smooth as silk. It is It just, it drops beautifully. So good. It's so good. It's it's like a teardrop. It's pretty as hell. But that must hurt. Oh, it must hurt so bad. But God, is it so good? It's so good. Or it's like James Harden, like no one's touched him in forever. <laughs> like he doesn't get close enough to get any contact before he steps back. <laughs> Whereas Jason Tatum's like a wrecking ball. It's like smash into you and then I'll step back. Yeah, that is why I am surprised that James Harden's game hasn't aged better. Like I imagine James Harden would be someone who'd be able to do that till he's like 36 years old. Like maybe that's where conditioning does come into play, but I'm surprised James Harden's game is aging poorly. I thought that would be really easy to do. Uh, that's, you know, doing the step backs, the the dribble moves. I mean, maybe not the dribble moves, but I just thought James Harden's game would age better. Yeah, um, it, it should have. But then again, I don't know. All those wings take their toll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were crapping on me for the Donovan Mitchell Kings thing. I specifically said in that I don't even want that to happen. It, it makes no, no difference. <laughs> I know you. I know, and and you insulted the Kings when you were talking about it. But you still were talking about it. It made me laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But uh, come on, I look. I'm working. I'm working <laughs> in Sacramento defensive. now. These they want this so, so bad. You're the defensive player of the year. <laughs> These people want it so bad. Look, I'm living here. These people, they deserve it. I mean, I'm not going to put we in the mix here. I just like laughing whenever like a fan projectile vomits on the court and Luke Walton gets fired the next day. Like I'm here for that type of Sacramento Kings content. These people deserve it, man. We the people deserve it. We the people we, me, who, uh, who the the three year long suffering. But again, I don't actually care about the team. Three years long suffering on the Kings. Just let them have one. Just give them a just give them a play in game like Minnesota. Do you know how much they're gonna like throw jerseys and burn shit to the ground if they like just make the play in? Yeah, I just uh, let them burn the streets like the Knicks did when they won one game. No, the New York Knicks like drank Henny and celebrated. We were like, we're going to go commit crimes <laughs> because we just made the tenth seed in the Western Conference. <laughs> commit crimes. 
to like we're going to commit crimes, crimes because we're now the charlotte hornets if we can just become <laughs> the charlotte hornets our lives will be complete we are, we are warriors south please <laughs> You no, wish. that's Atlanta. Atlanta was yeah, supposed no, to be Warriors South. We are, we are the, <laughs> we're the Warriors minor league team. It's gonna happen <laughs> this year too. Divincenzo just signed with the Warriors. He's gonna like have twenty points in a finals game. It's gonna be like, yeah, no, we're just the minor league team for the Warriors. We <laughs> just signed their entire coaching staff. <laughs> like Warriors whatever. G league team. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're not really developing players for them, but like we just take all the worst parts of the Warriors every now and then we give them something good. I saw yeah. Sharif O'Neal got a six figure contract in the G League. Yeah, with that uh that G League Ignite team. Yeah. Yeah. Sharif O'Neal. I saw him play basketball in high school. It was cool. Did you? And I saw yeah. that Sierra Canyon are going to travel overseas to play basketball and it's gonna be televised. On Good. on like ESPN or like on televised ESPN. on like yeah on oh, ESPN. Okay. I was yeah, gonna they say tele- to France and yeah. God damn, high school. High I understand school. it. High school high school basketball in some places is a million dollar endeavor, but like god damn. But that like is... it, it's only because Bronny's there. Uh, I well, Bronny. No, I guess Bronny's a senior. I think both James's sons are there. I think Bryce is there now too. Yeah, well, it was that the article was talking about Brody and Sierra Canyon going to her. Yeah, I think I think LeBron's other son plays at Sierra Canyon now too. Okay, it's weird. It is weird. I'm like, why is he really going to hang on to play with him? Like, oh yeah, LeBron's second kid is six six, and in the in the ninth grade. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's going to be weird. <laughs> LeBron's not going to make it that long, but yeah. No, 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 no. They can't keep on ice for that long, surely. No, no. Unless Brady. this is going to be a Tom Brady thing where like Tom Brady, if he makes it to like 49, is going to play with Arch Manning. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> he still won't look 30. <laughs> no, he's gotten younger. He's gotten younger. Yeah, yeah. I, I could like. I know it's like crazy to be like, oh my gosh, a high school team going overseas to play basketball. I'm like, I mean, if you get over like the idea of like exploiting people who can't like legally vote or like have any rights, like I understand that part of it. But like, other than that, high school basketball is a million dollar. I mean, multi million dollar business. So I mean, why wouldn't they go do the Lamelo Ball thing? Of going to like Lithuania and Australia and all these different places. The whole team, like the whole team going is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like a professional basketball team. Like this is yeah. something that like it's it's a study abroad program, but for high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So is Bryce better than Bronny? I don't know. <laughs> He's 15 years old. I don't know. Bronny's going to be like a maybe second round pick undrafted guy. I don't know. Maybe Bryce is better. He's just oh. like really tall. That's helpful, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Young people, Gen Z for the win. Gen Z all the way through and through. Yeah, cool. Whatever. 
so, firmly firmly entranced in Gen so Z. England made it through to the Euro Women's Euros. Apparently. I saw actually. I, I was watching part of the semifinal today while I was at work. It was actually kind of a fun game. Uh, someone like, care, but does this does this qualify as football's coming home? Because apparently, any time that England are, are like poised to win something, they believe football's coming home. But it would yeah. be quite. It would be quite apt. The only way that they bought football home. <laughs> I mean, it's it it's home. tough. It's tough. Like win a Euro Championship on your home because the tournament's in England. So it's like win it on your home pitch, and you get to have a Euro Championship. Okay, cool. But also misogyny. Like does like those two things are like ah. I mean, I know we've been waiting for this title for 70 years, but also, oh, the misogyny is still there. So but also uh, it had to be the fucking women. <laughs> yeah, it's like we we really love downgrading the women. Are we going to count it? Yes. Are you sure? Oh, it's going to take like three checks. Than, like screaming from the rooftops. They're kind of just, like under their breath. Like, Football's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we want sources of nationalistic pride, but not if it means empowering women. No, football's coming back to the kitchen. That's where football's coming. Damn it, no, women! It's, it's so terrible. It's I, I just wish women's sports had some sort of national following. Yeah, just... but like I, I look, I'm not one to defend England ever, um, because I think they're sucks and just painful at life. Um, but uh, they have been um, developing the uh, Women's Premier League um, and obviously to quite a good standard considering they're now competitive, well, their women's side's now competitive with the rest of Europe. But, like, Chelsea's women's team are excellent and their coverage of them is pretty good um, and because I only know that because we – Australia's best player plays for Chelsea. Um, and also probably the world's best player plays for Chelsea. Just happens to be Australian. Just gonna that that also doesn't sit that well with Australians, I guess, because we don't have a men's footballer that's that good. In fairness, I the the women's Euro tournament has been going on a lot longer than I thought it was. It's, this is it's actually been around right. like as long as you've been alive, but I guess it's just getting a national TV deal is something that gives it exposure. Of course, I don't know when it's not being played in someone's backyard. Yeah, when it's not being played in someone's backyard and it's in the actual big stadiums and you're actually getting money to broadcast it on television. Mm. Yeah, but like, I hope. Like, but like, like things are changing. Like the, last week on the Euro game, Sam Kerr was on the cover. Uh, first time a woman's been on the cover of a like of a FIFA game ever. That's probably true. I think I I'm just I feel like society moves so slowly around women's issues that I'm probably pessimistic when good things happen. So that's probably I guess, I, like I guess I mean, guess because like in your lifetime there hasn't been that much change. Where in my lifetime like. I've gone from seeing nothing of women's sport, nothing at all, like for it not existing, in especially in this country. Like women in Australia played netball, and there was no, not even like any coverage of that on televisions. You couldn't find it anywhere, and now I can see it everywhere. I can see women play football. I can see women play cricket. It's fantastic. Like things are changing. 
I can mm-hmm. see change and I can go to whatever the video game store and go and buy a game that has Sam Kerr on the front of it. And that's epic for me. Yeah. I, just, I think there has been change in my lifetime still. I think it's just, you're right. The 1990s and early 2000s was where a lot of the like exceptionalism stopped and it kind of became like, okay, now we're actually going to create industry and commerce. I mm. think the the part for me that's like disheartening is like, we've decided that quality, at least in America, is we're going to give Sue Bird all of the national television commercials. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just so far ahead of that. I'm like, we don't need to do the exceptionalism or like women's exceptionalism anymore. The way like people put uh, people who are racial minorities who are exceptional up on a pedestal. It's like, let's have like six, seven, eight people who have like national brand recognition beyond just Candace Parker oh, being on a television broadcast every now and absolutely. then. Absolutely. Like we will only see Sam Kerr anywhere in Australia. Like mm-hmm. she's not the only person that plays for the Australian women's team. She's not the only person that represents a team in the English Premier League, but we will only see Sam Kerr because we will yeah, see Yeah, it's one. the women's exceptionalism, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's Sir, it's putting That's Serena it. Williams on this pedestal as like, I mean, double mm-hmm. jeopardy on that one. It's like, look at this exceptional woman and look at this exceptional black woman instead of like, how about we just make it a commonplace? And that's changed in tennis a little bit, but it hasn't really like faltered into the mainstream, I feel like. Yeah, well, t- t- tennis is an outlier. Like it, it, that's the exception to the rule, I think, especially when it comes to like women and equality. Yeah, tennis is the one sport where it's been allowed to grow like that because tennis is such a niche sport even still. I know it's more popular around the world more than it is in like the US or Australia or I guess like Western it's Europe. Huge here. It's huge here for two weeks a year. Yeah, okay. But I could say the same for the US is like that boring time in June where Wimbledon is on all the time. Like there are people who really like tennis. It's just tennis is like one of those niche sports. It's like there are people who really, really like tennis and there are people who don't know anything about tennis. I see. I think that in Australia, like most people have a bare minimum knowledge of tennis and could tell you how its scoring works at and would be able to name you the three best male players in the last 20 years. But they could probably also name, if you asked women's tennis, they'd be like probably Serena Williams. Or maybe that's just an American thing. But But, no, no, absolutely. Like, uh, they'd probably include Serena Williams in the three best tennis players in the last 20 years. Like, yeah. Like, women's tennis. But like, there is, like, I don't know. The Australian Open's a big deal here. And so the other other three majors, given the time of night that they occur here, they still get televised on free-to-air TV and, like, full coverage of it, given that it goes all through the night. So- there was a there was a shocking version of that same thing you were talking about that happened to me the other day of, like, the idea of, like, women's exceptionalism. Because I found it out, I found out with a social media post that Alex Morgan now plays for the San Diego newly created women's soccer team. And I'm like... So you're telling me that people can just go watch Alex Morgan play soccer whenever they want and nobody knows it. like even sports fan me doesn't know about it until I see like their social media post come up on an explore page. I'm like, that's crazy to me that even I didn't know that. And that's even the exceptionalism part. So 
I don't I don't know. I just don't know how to how to feel optimistic about that. I actually made this mistake when um do you remember when the like equal pay thing happened with the the US women? Uh I don't know if you heard about that or it was a big deal, but like US women got equal pay with their collective bargaining of the soccer contract. And I felt like I'm just so accustomed to being pessimistic that I'm like, I probably don't understand the logistics of this. It's probably not <laughs> what it sounds like. And I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> like, I I guess I'm just like defeated by the, the progress or like thinking that progress isn't existing, but it actually is. Yeah. I As much as this is just absolutely completely unrelated to what you say, but I really want to know it's more than fuzzy. <laughs> Just because it's going to say Morgan on the back. (laughs) She'd get that. She'd get an Alex Morgan San Diego jersey. If you're going to spend your money, spend it on women's sports. I can't because I'm I'm a Chicago Red Stars fan. Totally fair. Just get a put put your name on the back of the jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Chicago fan because um, I just follow Sarah Spain wherever she goes. (laughs) (laughs) Hop on the train for the Chicago Bears. No, yeah. absolutely not. That that train is going nowhere. <laughs> I made that a joke a the other day. Railway that is going nowhere around my Christmas tree. No, <laughs> it be, no, it's not a Christmas tree. It's the tree that's been up in your house for eighteen months. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They, correct, correct. <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny about Chicago. I made this joke the other day. Someone made a very uh. Someone made a very elaborate graphic of the uh, Chicago Bears receiving court. There's the Christmas tree on this audio <laughs> medium. I can see Morgan's Christmas tree with full decorations and everything. Uh, and also her microphone in the camera that looks like a penis. <laughs> That's not plugged in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, w- I made a joke the other day about the Chicago. And we have beef with the Chicago Bears on this podcast. And uh, the Bears and the Giants and the Broncos all fit into this category, which is I start beef that I... Because you started it. <laughs> yeah, because it's beef. Well, Bears fans are the ones who are dumb enough to react. But uh, this was years and years of Instagram content. I'm like, I'm going to win this. Like, over time, I'm going to win way more than I lose. Because expectations way anything. above reality. Because they don't win nothing. <laughs> Yeah, they they have ex, but but it's not that they win nothing. They win nothing, but they expect to win something every now and then. Which is why Giants fans are becoming less fun because now Giants fans are starting to become Jets fans, and Jets fans kind of acknowledge that they're just god awful terrible. And so I'm like, well, that's no fun. You know your shit. You're a loser. You embrace being a loser instead of thinking you have a chance of being a winner and being a loser. But. Uh, I made a I made a joke about how someone made this elaborate like two hour probably took them two hours to make this graphic about the Bears receiving core. I'm like, this poor soul spent two hours making this graphic for just the worst receiving core in the NFL. This is like, let's get hyped for Nikhil Harry and Byron Pringle as our number two and number three receivers. Yeah, I don't want to talk about these loser teams anymore. Um, who would you? Oh. <laughs> Who would you say would be Australia's best female women's basketballer? Uh, I mean, it's going to be bad, but I, I only know Liz the, Cambridge, the, unless I'm forgetting someone. The answer someone. is Hall of Famer Lauren Jackson, right? Oh, gosh, I forgot Lauren Jackson. Is Lauren Jackson Lauren Australian? Lauren Jackson is 41 years old, right? 41 years old, she's returned to the Australian team because we can't <laughs> play Liz Cambridge. 
<laughs> I I gotta be honest. I forgot Lauren Jackson was Australian. I yes. I mean I again Lauren Jackson's before my age. Lauren Jackson yes. retired like six years ago, so I'm I'm a incorrect. little young. Incorrect. She has she's back. <laughs> <laughs> She played against Canada last night. <laughs> it's Lauren Jackson. Can just, Lauren Jackson's kind of in that like uh, Tiger Woods range where it's like you can kind of just play until you don't want to anymore. Exactly fine with it. right. They were kind of like they looked at her and she said, you know what? I, I, I'm not as problematic as Liz Cambage. And they threw her the green and gold jersey and said, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she's what playing professionally in Australia? Oh, my God. No, that's hilarious. for Australia. Not even not in Australia. No, she's she also for... plays for Albury yeah. Wodonga Albury. Bandits. Yeah, Albury <laughs> Albury. Wodonga. So yeah. Al- so Albury's on one side of a border, a state border, and Wodonga's on the other side of the state border. Yeah, so it says Albury. it says that she's on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. <laughs> I got like a couple of like a month or so ago. Like she that's, returned to actual. Oh, that's fantastic. Basketball. She played against oh. Canada last night for the Opals, and they won. Because <laughs> she's going to play in the women's um, the women's what is it World Cup or something? Yeah, women's is it World the- Cup. FIBA, yeah, I think it's World yeah. Cup. I think FIBA they call it World Cup. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because Liz Cambridge. Ugh. 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 But it's not like this is the same problem Liz Cambridge was talking about, about advertising fair-skinned people to play on their team. Uh, bleh, bleh. I don't want to be the Liz Cambridge defender. Bleh. No, this is this has got nothing to do with that. This is your greatest ever basketballer saying, "Hey, how about it?" And you say, "You know what? Sure." Yeah, how bad is it? It's bad. Okay, it's not black or white. It's it's she's the best we've ever had. Go ahead. Yeah, coming back. Okay, yes, you're probably right. It's just coming back from forty, uh, forty-one years old, six years retired. Now we're gonna come back and play for the. For the now falling apart women's Australian basketball team, now in we shambles. Are not falling apart. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a joke here. Come on, name another Australian basketball player. Come on, Izzy. I mean, who? Izzy. Is he who? Her name's Izzy. Yeah, is he who? Is he uh-huh. doing what? Yeah, is he who's on first? Exactly. Um, I think it's Magby Magbeal. I think she plays in the um, WNBA. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, like with the regular, yeah, she plays I, the Seattle Storm. Oh, nice. Okay. That's like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna be the person who uh-huh. who starts bashing women's sports and the Australian no. basketball team and, out, and, and out of a she's bit. Not white. She's also not white. Thank you. Uh, never heard of her. I got to do a Stu Gatz voice if I'm gonna do this. Never heard of her. Do it in the playoffs. Uh huh. Yeah, Ezzy Magbeal. Yeah, do it. Do it in the Olympics. She did. She played in the Olympics. I have to do it in the World Cup. Okay. Whatever. Uh, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. Anyway, sorry. She's real and she exists. So there's the only other one I know. 
Because I, I don't know. I don't know who still plays in that team. I did want to ask you one thing before we end it. This is totally changing topics. Just totally Everywhere shifting topics. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally transition. Total transition. Transition. Uh, transition. Uh, but it's not an awkward transition because we weren't doing we weren't doing messed up shit like last time. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray had that weird clause in his contract that everyone was <laughs> laughing at about. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the dad's got to make sure you do your homework clause uh, that was leaked just to appease salty Cardinals fans. Can we call it? Can we say daddy? Because Cliff's daddy. He's not a dad. See, the problem is, is that I see this is a dangerous daddy, game. Daddy's got to check your homework. No, no, no. You're playing a dangerous game because in one scenario, Cliff Kingsbury is daddy. On the other scenario, the Steve Kime is Steve daddy. Kime. Steve Kime is daddy. <laughs> And if you don't know what Steve Kime looks like, he looks like um, what's that villain from Sonic? Is it like Doctor Egghead? He looks like Doctor Egghead, basically. Is is, yeah, is the no, best I'm, way I'm sorry, I can describe Steve one, Kime? Only one person I have having my homework checked by, and it's not Steve Kime. It's not Steve Kime. We could compromise in the middle and have it be Michael Bidwell, the owner. No, he at least no, he at least looks no. presentable, unlike no, Steve Kime. I only want to get my homework checked by Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve Kime. I'm sorry. There are some, there are some terrible images running through my head now. <laughs> that is a maniacal laugh. That is a maniacal <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I need have a shower. I like a hose down or something. Morgan, have yourself. <laughs> Calm yourself down, Morgan. Calm yourself down. All right, I'm okay. taking deep breaths, right? I'm not doing anything okay. for extra credit. While you, while you, while you take deep <laughs> so. breaths, let's explain the homework clause a little bit and just laugh at it. It's so dumb because you can't force him to do homework. If he, you can't force someone to do studying. Like the person has to voluntarily choose to do studying. You cannot force someone to do it. It will not be retained. It will only create resentment and bitterness. Plus, you're making it a job, and you're gonna revoke the money. It's, it doesn't work. They're doing, they're doing this because they just. It sounds like the right thing to do, and it's just, it's, it's so dumb. It's you can't force him to study. That's not it's not like they're like, hey, Kyler, we need to introduce you to this thing called homework. We're going to need you to do it for four hours. A week. No, Kyler Murray knows what this is. He clearly doesn't find value in this thing. Therefore, you got to just trust that he's going to do the work. It's, you can't force him to do it. It's it's not how that works. This man is a this man is a consummate adult. Have you calmed down now? Or you still have do you have uh, thirsty images of Cliff Kingsbury running through your head? That is I'm not going to I'm not going to incriminate myself by answering that. I'm pleading the fifth. 